Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. You know, like a, a win feels good. And with a, a young team, like what I like to see in that locker room was even a guy like Jair, who it's like, man, does he even care anymore? Is he a positive influence on these young guys in the locker room? He was excited. Guys were hugging. LaFleur looked like he wanted to coach this young team again. You know, that locker room celebration was fun. And they needed that. Jordan Love needs that. You know, I'm not all the way out on Jordan Love, but at the same time, it's like, damn, you might be messing up our draft pick. We might not get a Marvin Harrison right. or a Drake May or a Caleb Williams um, if we keep winning these stupid games. But, um, you know, you're three and five now. Uh, if you're a better, the Packers are four and four against the spread. Uh, they covered in this game for me. I bet them again because they were going against Brett Ripon, Wisconsin. And let's start with the Packers on the offensive side of the ball. I want to get to my notes here because I was excited to do the show on Monday. Again, we didn't match up. So, uh, first half, I wanted to jump through a window. Um, second half, that was the Matt LaFleur offense that I wanted to see. They finally used Aaron Jones. I cashed in on all my props. He had 20 carries, 20 carries, 73 rushing yards and a touchdown. You had a great tweet, Sparky. You're like, oh, you know, is this easy? You just get Aaron Jones the football and everything's much better. Well, yeah, and it also helps that you're playing the Rams defense, but it is what it is. You can only play the competition in front of you. Get Aaron Jones the football. Jordan Love had a much better second half. You know, the counting stats look pretty good, 19 to 25, 224 yards. Luke Musgrave finally got going. It helps that he wasn't concussed in the game. He got to play all four quarters, 51 receiving yards, first career touchdown. Brett Rippon, you know, the defense, I thought the defense played pretty good, obviously. Like, if you look at the box score, Brett Rippon, 13 for 28, just 130 total yards, threw an interception, fumbled twice. You know, one of those you get back. Cooper Cup was targeted seven times and only had two catches for 48 yards. You shut down one of the best, if not the best, wide receiver in the league. The only thing I didn't love about the defense, you know, I thought this was going to be a good, like, let's rack up the sacks matchup. I predicted, I believe, Rashawn Gary to have two to three sacks in this game. And they only had one sack against that offensive line, but they did limit them limit them uh, in English to just a 46.4 completion rate through the air, 68 total yards rushing the ball. So you shut down the run, and you did that even though Quay, Rudy Ford, Darnell Savage, and Kenny Clark all left the game due to injury or didn't play in the game. And uh, shout out to Anthony Johnson Jr., who's a seventh-round pick out of Iowa State, got his first start with Rudy Ford being out of the lineup and had that big clutch interception in the fourth quarter, which put the Packers in place for that uh, field goal to make it a two-possession game. So saw some good. Um, you know, would have liked to maybe see some some more sacks in the game because that Rams offensive line's baloney, as my grandfather would have said. But good win, man, and a good win for a young team. So I'll be positive about it. Carrington Valentine uh, played a hell of a game. Now we'll see if yes. he can do this again. Uh, this upcoming week against the Steelers and Kenny Pickett, but he played really well. And we had Jacob Morley on uh, the podcast. Um, it ended up being Sunday night and then was there Monday morning, kind of like a post-game podcast. And Jacob Morley from Backer Report was saying, again, in the preseason, he looked really good. And then he came in in spurts during the regular season. But it's different when you have a full week to prepare to know you're the starter, right? And everybody says, oh, always prepared like to start and so forth. Okay, that's one thing. But to actually know, right? So now he can really get in on the film and everything else, knowing, hey, look, I'm starting. I got to be ready to go. And he had a hell of a game. The finger wag uh, that he had uh, during the game that I thought for sure would be a taunting call that didn't happen. Um, He played really well. Brooks played really well. Wooten played really well. Uh, The defensive lineman. These young guys, McDuffie, even though I'm not a big McDuffie guy, but 
for that game, he did well. He came up and played the run really well. There were a lot of positives, and most of them were from the young guys on this defense, more so than anything else, and Horvath. I predicted when we were talking about what we were confident in, you said, Gary, I said Jair Alexander interception. He didn't get an interception, but he played a hell of a lot better than he's played during the rest of the season so far. And maybe that's because he's getting healthier. Getting healthier and he was getting called out a little bit. And I think he knows that like he kind of made an ass out of himself because the PR team talked with him. Also, like, you know, to go back, defend Jair a little bit, you know, like I get it. Like you said, man, he hasn't really lost in Green Bay other than that rookie year. Right. So, you know, he was probably just a little frustrated, didn't want to get himself in any trouble. So he was just like, you know, giving one word answers. We've all been there. You know, if you're yep. a competitor, you know how that goes. Nobody wants to lose, but for sure, man. And that's what I wanted to see, you know, and uh, Jair kind of gave his thing, like the run the table thing. Hey, we're going to win out. And now they've won one game. I don't think they're going to win one out. You know, the last time you beat the Steelers, I think in Pittsburgh, Bart Starr was your starting yep. quarterback. Is that a real fact? That's real. Yep. Yeah, I'm betting the Steelers this week, man. Um, hate to be Mr. Negative there, but I think the Steelers the Steelers aren't even a good team, Spark. They just keep winning games because Mike Tomlin's so damn good. But, um, yeah, loved everything I saw from a young team on Sunday. Even, you know, granted it was against Brett Ripon, Wisconsin, and the Rams that are all beat up, a makeshift offensive line, but still a win's a win in the National Football League. Right. You get to start Josh Nyman, and then he gets hurt, and Rasheed Walker gets thrown back in there in the second half, and he actually played okay. Uh, Ryan... He gets to play in that game. Sean Ryan gets to play because uh, running was questionable. And that was that first touchdown drive for the Packers. Dude, he was moving people backwards uh, in the run game. Something running does not do. And then running is like, okay, I'm good. And then out goes Ryan and in comes running again. Ryan should be the starting right guard. Period. I'm done with running junior. It's been fun. You're going to the bench. You can watch. And Yash Nyman it was back this week. The week before that was foot, whatever. If Nyman's healthy enough to play, he's your starting left tackle the rest of the year. I'm done dealing with Rasheed Walker for the rest of the year because now it's it's got to be, listen, a running back is healthy. We have to protect uh, and run block well. And if we do that, you know, we're off to the races and everything is good. That one run to the left side was Jaden Reed uh, that, that they had, right? And you have Myers pulling. He gets out, throws a great block. You have Christian Watson with a great seal block. That and then DeGuaro with the great block over there, and it opens it up, and they actually execute a damn play correctly, and Reed goes for 12 or 15 yards on the left sideline. That's the type of stuff that they have not done a majority of the year. Normally, it would be Myers or DeGuaro would miss the block, Reed would get crushed, it would be a one-yard gain, and that would be the end of it. Very rarely have we seen them actually execute run plays where everybody does their job and they get a chunk play out of it, uh, out of the backfield. And that is some of the stuff where I think I get excited that maybe these guys are starting to figure it out a little bit. Yeah, exactly, man. And that's the thing, like, you know, now the rest of the way, you're not going to be able to use these excuses. This is a young football team because it's unfair as it is. Once you get to, you know, week eight, week nine, you're not a young football team, even if it is a bunch of rookies, you know what I mean? Like, Jaden Reed is really technically, I mean, technically he is a rookie, but that's what guys say. Like, you know, now you got to be caught up and now here's where we figure out if you could play or not. Cause it's not like it's the NBA. You know what I mean? Like in the NBA, maybe it's going to take like Wemby some time. That's a bad example. It's not going to take him time to develop. You know what? He's the yep. real deal right now. But maybe like if you're a Scoot Henderson guy, you're like, oh, we could pump the brakes. You know, Jaden Ivey in Detroit doesn't look very good right now. In Off fact, bench. he's out of the lineup, you yep. know? 
And so you could be like, okay, well, he'll figure it out because we've seen that. But in the NFL, you don't really have time to figure it out, you know, because you're only playing, man, these guys are out of the league by like 27, 28. I mean, I mean not everybody's Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers playing until they're 38, 39 years old. So, um, you know, you got, you got to start performing. And especially right. with a young team like this, because I don't want to go through a rebuild for the next four to five years. And I know we like to laugh at the Bears, but man, they got a lot of money to spend. And they're kind of doing things smartly, I think. Like, maybe you overpaid for Sweat, but he's a beast. I like him more than I like Chase Young. And you have those two draft picks that are going to be in the top 10. You know what I mean? And then I Detroit. Think a, I think you're a closet Bears fan. Do you just want to admit here on the podcast that you kind of root for the Bears a little bit since the beginning of the year, Justin Fields and the Bears, and here we go, yada, yada, yada. That fell off. He hasn't been very good. And now we're talking about, hey, watch out for the Bears next year. Ah, Who cares? Who cares about the Bears? Nobody cares about the Bears. I'm talking about like the future of this team. Like Green Bay's dominated the NFC North. Yeah, yeah, you should be worried about the Bears because – they could get Drake May or Caleb Williams and then finally have their quarterback and turn that thing around. The Bengals were always a joke. Now they have Joe Burrow. They're no longer a joke. I remember I was having a conversation with Bill Michaels when they drafted Joe Burrow because he's from Cincinnati. Yep. And he's like, oh, it'll be like an Andy Dalton situation. You win 11, 12 games, and you get bounced in the first round of the playoffs. And I was like, no, Bill, I don't know about that, man. Like, Joe Burrow is different. Like, all it takes is a quarterback. You know, Green Bay, we've always had good luck. Kind of like we had Bart. I wasn't around for that. I just get clippings of it. You know, I was around for Brett um, and then Aaron, but uh, you're not guaranteed that, you know, we don't know if Jordan loves any good and we don't know if the next guy, what if Jordan love got hurt and we actually had to see Sean Clifford start an NFL football game. Like we're one injury away from that being a thing. So yeah, Chicago set up for success, man. They got a crap load of money and two first round picks. They're going to be in the top 10 Minnesota. Dude, even without Kirk Cousins, they found a way to win that game with Dobbs. Defense is playing better. I don't know that it's going to be a long rebuild for Minnesota. I mean, I hate them. I don't think they're ever going to win a Super Bowl. But Kevin O'Connell's a pretty damn good coach. And Jordan Addison's really good. Maybe they convince Justin Jefferson to stay. Maybe they get their quarterback. I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you can't really – you got to figure out who could play. That was my point. I wasn't trying to sure. hype up the Bears. I'm betting against the Bears tomorrow night, baby. Carolina Panthers, plus three and a half. They're winning that game outright. In what world – are the Bears a three-and-a-half-point favorite? Not with Badgett quarterback, at least. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, okay, so let's talk about uh, the next segment. We're going to do that coming up next. Matt Schneiman had his predictions uh, for the year, uh, the second half of the year in the offseason for the Green Bay Packers. The Packer beat writer from The Athletic will do that coming up next.